Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. It's Friday. Yay, Friday, yay. Fridays here at Mutiny Radio mean one thing, and that's a happy hour. Happiest hour of all hours, because it's two hours. Yes, yes, yes. We have so many comedians here for you today, and they've all, a lot of them have pre-signed, which is amazing, helping MutinyRadio.fm do its promotion. I Really, thank you guys so much. Give yourselves a hand right now for helping me with promotion. Yeah, they're like, fuck you, Pam. No, th- thank you guys, honestly, for doing it, because... Uh, I make like five moves on Facebook and then you guys made like 86 moves on Facebook collectively and that means that there might be more people at the show tonight. Yay! So thank you for your help. Uh, People who are new, the way that it works, it's a four-minute open mic. When you hear the horn, it means you have one minute left. Uh, So it's a four-minute set. I usually honk you at a good place in your jokes so that I'm not a dick and it doesn't distract you too much. Uh, We're going to try to get through... Uh, as many comedians as we can tonight. Everybody give a hand right now for Annette Mullaney. Yay! She's going to be running the ones and dudes tonight. It's her first day of training. She's going to be starting a new show on Thursday nights from 8 to 10. All right, everybody. Put your hands together for your first comedian. She's incredibly helpful. If someone, if we have time tonight, she's going to be on the fantastic show, which I'm excited about. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jenny Hogan. Hey guys, so I I tried monogamy. I tried it. I just couldn't handle the like only the like dating one person at, at a time thing. So I went back to dating no people at a time. <laughs> couldn't deal with the. Um, I uh, you guys know what ghosting is, where you just like disappear on someone you're dating, or have gone on a date with, or just know randomly, or don't know. But um, it's an appropriate name, right? Because like ghosts also don't text you back, you know. <laughs> I uh, I think ghosting is often like the most polite thing to do. Like, really, I don't. How many how many dates do you have to go on with someone before it's no longer acceptable to ghost? What do you think? You're, have you gone on a date ever, Phil? Five. Five. Five? I'd say like twelve, but anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I think ghosting is like it's it's usually the nice thing to do. I actually never get ghosted on. I always get dumped. Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> I have been dumped by more people than I ever realized I was dating. Like seriously, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know why that is, but it happens. Um, and I I don't mind it either. I mean, I in many cases like getting dumped is kind of the preferable outcome. It's like when you're trying to get walked, you know, like it's like the easy way out where you don't have to do anything and everyone feels sorry for you. But um, like my most recent ex-boyfriend, we were like clearly gonna break up, and I was like so desperate for him to dump me so that I didn't have to dump him because he had just gotten me these like really sweet Taylor Swift tickets. And I was like, shit, if I break up with him, he's gonna sell them. But then he broke up with me and he was like so apologetic during the breakup and he was like, you know what, like you should just like go with one of your friends. And I did. And it was a fantastic concert. And Pam, I know that you say that you don't know who Taylor Swift is. I don't believe you, but I'll tell you anyway, you guys. Taylor Swift. 
Taylor Swift's just, here's who she is. She's a girl kind of like me. Just <laughs> she's just, she's out there in the world, turning her feelings into art. She's <laughs> trying to make people smile, you know. <laughs> I did one time see Lena Dunham do like a really long explanation of how she wanted to be best friends with Taylor Swift because she felt like they were very similar. And I was like, Lena Dunham talking about how she and Taylor Swift are the same person is like a really good sign that Lena Dunham and I are the same person. <laughs> like actually, oh my God, she's the best. Uh, I had some, let me do like something else real quick. Uh, well said. Okay, uh, guys, some things are stupid. Here are some stupid things. Number one, powdered sugar. It's stupid. Like, why is it on the brownie? Like, why isn't it in the brownie? Because it just gets all over my face. <laughs> Number two, uh, when people say, like, imposter syndrome, you know imposter, like, someone has imposter syndrome because they just, like, don't think they're, like, some people are just bad at things, you know? <laughs> I don't understand. Number three, I uh, was using Netflix, and then I got an error message that said an unexpected error has occurred. I was like, really? How unexpected was this error? If you have it like programmed into your system that it's going to report that an unexpected error occurred. So dumb. Okay, guys. I'm from New York originally, and yeah. Yay, New York. Um, people are always surprised by this. They're like, really? I would have thought you were from California. You're blonde. I'm like, believe it or not. We have packaged hair dye on the East Coast, too. It's insane. You know, like globalization. Marco Polo brought that shit over from India. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah, so I am a fake blonde. And I was, like, blonde when I was little. And then I just kept kind of doing more and more stuff to stay blonde. It's fine, though, because being blonde, like, works with my uh, coloring and vocal intonation. <laughs> so I just, I kept it up. But here's the thing. I don't really believe that, like, natural blondes still exist in this country. Like, it is so hard to still be a natural blonde. Like, if there's a brunette at any point in your family, like, you're done with the blondes. Like, if anyone in your family has ever, like, made out with a black guy, like, no more natural blondes is out of the gene pool. Like, if you, anyone in your, any of your ancestors ever, like, watched Asian porn, you're done with the blondes. Like, if any of them have ever made direct eye contact with a Mexican, no more natural blondes is out. You have to be so, uh, now. Bye, I'm Jenny. Jenny Hogan, yay! And then yay! Oh my god, I think you should just end your set like that. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. I like Stefan right now. I love that. I watch a lot of 90210 as a kid. Uh, I think our next com comedian did as well, because I think we're kind of in the same age. Genre. You're at the bottom of my age range, I think, maybe. But you watched 90210 as a kid, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, are, did you know that Brenda's eyes are wonky caddis? Caddy wampus? Her, this is great. Brenda Walsh, uh, also known as, who knows her name? At bonus points. Oh, Shannon Doherty. Yeah, her eyes are caddy wampus, and so they always cut her bangs at, a, at, a, um, at an angle so that her eyes don't look so weird. It's absolutely true. I didn't make it up. Uh, your next comedian's a really funny guy. I didn't make that up either. Put your hands together for Richard Dryling. All right. This is going to be fun. Let me turn my... Oh, wait. I don't need to record this one. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I, uh, I think when I was a kid, like me and my parents didn't uh, establish good boundaries. Yeah. You know, um, and here's why I know that. Because my mom, when I was young, she was very explicit. She was like, listen, 
you know, when I was a kid, I ran around and did a bunch of stuff behind my parents' backs, and I want you to be able to talk to me about stuff, like when you have sex. What I didn't understand was she didn't mean every time I had sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was kind of messed up because, like, once I joined the Marine Corps, like, my parents just stopped giving a fuck. They're like, well, he can't screw up too bad. The worst thing he can do is go to war and die. Like, no big deal, you know? And so I did most of my fucking in my parents' trailer <laughs> because I'm a gentleman, you know? And, uh, and it was, it's weird because, like, I once had a threesome and then walked into the other room after the girls left and then gave my dad a high five. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, dude, what is this for? And I was like, dad, I just had a threesome. And then he was, like, kind of confused. And I was like, don't worry. I know you got married at 18. I'm living your dreams for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm an asshole. So I'm divorced. So I'm divorced, obviously, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking about this. Um, my wife had a boyfriend by the time I got back into town from North Carolina. And at first, like, I was really upset about it, mostly because it took away, like, one of the best parts of getting divorced which is the angry hate fucking. You know, like, where you're just like, ah, I love you, but I fucking hate you. Ah. And I don't know how many times I'm going to get divorced. I might not have too many more opportunities for that. You know, it's just, it's upsetting. But then I realized that I should, you know, give the guy a fist bump or something because he prevented me from relapsing. So that's good, you know? Like, everything's good now. I'm happy for her. She's happy for me. Everything's great. And I forgot where I was supposed to be taking that joke. But evidently, you guys don't uh, liken women being uh, likened to addiction. Okay. Got it. Got it. Didn't realize that it was a misogynist joke, but now I, now I understand that. Um, so... Here's the thing, like, my divorce wasn't really that bad, right? We didn't have kids. Like, I liken it a lot to my wartime experience, you know, because, like, people launched rockets, but, like, we weren't kicking down doors and shooting people. Never had to watch my friends die, you know? Wasn't too bad. Well, I'm on a roll today. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I have uh, taken a, a very scientific study, and I figured out the worst possible thing you can say to a woman after sex. This one's for you, buddy. I'm just kidding. Do you know what that is? It's, man, I hope you actually have your tubes tied. <laughs> if you just think about the bad decisions <laughs> that led to that moment, you know, like driving to Modesto, climbing over a pile of trash on the way to the bed, all that shit. No, oh, you guys are loving me. Uh, all right. I suppose I should tell a decent fucking joke. It disheartens me, like, how much people want to vote for Trump. Amen. Yeah. It does. It really does. And um, it's always, like, some motherfucker, like, uh, some dude who's going to vote for Trump in an Affliction T-shirt walks up to me, and he'll be like, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, what was it like, you know, like, over there? And I'll say, well, like, Iraq? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, it's a lot like Arizona, <laughs> but less fundamentalist. <laughs> you guys have been great. Thank you for letting me know which jokes sucked. Have a great day. Music. All right, that was Richard Dryling. 
bringing us the dry, dry weather from the desert. Uh, I, I, I had something weird to say. Stay, stay filthy. Did I have to say about Trying to remember what I was going to say to tag off of your set. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, today on the internet, I recognize that our next comedian has actual friends. What? Oh my God! I posted a thing and then answered a thing, and then all these people were got on and they're like, "You're not a real comedian." Blah, blah, blah. And then they had a big thing. I think someone said jihad. I don't know what happened, but then a lot of things got erased. I tried to like some things and then they were gone, and I was like, "Something happened here," and I want to know what it was. Uh, your next comedian's really funny guy. He's been with us for a couple weeks now, and I hope he's going to be with us for a long time. Give it up for Omar Kreshi. <laughs> Good to be here. I like it here a lot. Um, I was the reason I especially like it here today is because I recently did stand up at a gay bar, which is fine. I'm a friend of the gays, but at this particular gay bar, there were a lot of penises on the wall. Not like a tasteful penis or two, just like a gratuitous number of penises. And the thing that alarmed me the most is that they weren't attached to bodies. It was just penises in isolation, which is not. Nobody wants to see that. That's why the dick pic is so ineffective. No one wants to see a penis in isolation. It's just, it's pure. If you want to see it at all, you want to see what's going on around it. Sand. Zoom out. Uh, well, look, on a, on a related note, Harriet Tubman's on the $20 bill, so that's wonderful, I think. Uh, a lot of people are super excited about that. They're like, it's so great that a woman, a black woman at that, is finally on currency. Huh, not that impressed. I'm more impressed that she's just not a slave owner. You understand, you know what I mean? Like, the standard is low. Almost everybody on currency right now is a slave owner. You understand? Like, if I openly owned slaves, I couldn't get a job at Quiznos. These fuckers are on currency. I said that to a friend of mine recently, and he was like, Omar, that's true of all the presidents except for George Washington. He freed his slaves. So I didn't know that, so I looked it up, and it's true. George Washington did free his slaves in his will. <laughs> I don't know how committed he was to the abolitionist cause. It's either he was like, he became a humanitarian at his death or was just a terrible father. It's like, fuck you, no slaves for you, all right? Who's controlling now? <laughs> Wrote them out of the will. No one gets the slaves. It's mean. Shouldn't do that. But you know, I, I actually am a pretty big fan of um, like black people. I know like a lot of you guys aren't. It's like I'm pretty, pro, I'm pretty pro black people. No, but one of the things that I'm worried about, it, it bothers me is uh, like all this police brutality these days. Like it, but uh, a lot of people when I say that say, well, Omar, that's fucked up. Not all cops beat up black people. And that's true. Not all cops beat up black people. But it's kind of a bad argument. Like, sir, what's your name? Let's say Phil and I got together and we're like, you know what, let's open up a daycare, all right? And Phil and a couple of us peed on the kids, all right? <laughs> like R. Kelly style. You wouldn't then be like, well, you know, not all the counselors peed on the kids. Yeah, enough did that it's a problem, though. But it's not like part of the job. I don't know, man, people are weird. Um, I'm really glad to be doing comedy, though, uh, especially because... Um, I like it a lot, but also like a couple weeks ago, like I got a terrible, terrible phone call. Um, the caller called and was like, hello, is this Omar? And I was like, yeah. And he said, I have terrible 
terrible news. And I was like, all right, what is it? He was like, again, I'm so, so sorry. I have terrible news. And I was like, dude, just tell me what's happening. And I thought my parents had like died or something. And he said, the oven at California Pizza Kitchen is down, so I'm gonna have to cancel your order. This is Simon from DoorDash. I'm like, listen, Simon, we gotta work on tone here, all right? We don't use your parents just died for your fucking barbecue chicken pizza ain't coming, all right? You gotta adjust appropriately. Adjust appropriately. But let's talk about something positive. My grandmother beat cancer. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, good response. My grandmother's alive. I would expect a more raucous applause. It's fine though. No, but after my grandma beat cancer, a lot of people said like really great stuff to her. Like they would go up to her and say, wow, you're so brave and you're so courageous, which I thought was really nice, but kind of weird at the same time. Like if your grandma died of cancer, I wouldn't be like, wow, what a pussy. You know what I mean? There's more to it. Anyways, guys, my name is Omar. That's my time. La, 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 la. How do you pronounce Crushy? Am I doing it right? Sweet. It's hard to do cues, you guys. It's a weird letter to put, put out of your mouth. Uh, I'm reading a strange book to a child, and, and one of the characters, it's Jimena, and it starts with an X. It's X-I-M-E-N-A. I'm like, what is happening in children's literature? Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways, Crushy. Oh, Mark Crushy. Yay! More clapping. Yay! All right. Your next comedian, uh, I hope you're growing your beard back, yeah? I thought you wanted to get the ladies. You gotta grow it back. You're in San Francisco. Nah, fuck the job. Just get a beard. Just get the beard back. And, the, and, the, and, and maybe go to jail. Uh, ladies, rich ladies in San Francisco like men with a beard, a jail fetish, and a flannel. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Jeff Dean! Hey, guys. How's it going? So, um, I've been trying to meet more guy friends lately. I don't have many of them. Just guys to watch the game with, you know? And it's tough. Meeting guys is tough. Girls make it look so easy. I saw two girls at a party the other day, and they, they went up to each other. They introduced themselves. Ten minutes later, they're like, oh, my God, it was so great meeting you. Give me your number. We'll get coffee. What? Are you fucking kidding me? I can't get a guy's number like that. <laughs> so hard. I have to hang out with a guy like through mutual friends ten times and then maybe like leave my sweater in his car somehow <laughs> and then like ask my friend like hey what's John's number I left my sweater in his car and then maybe maybe I could ask the guy to get a burrito or something <laughs> it's, it's tough out there meeting guys um, and even if I did, even if I did meet a guy, you know, and could hang out with him one-on-one, -on -one, that's terrifying, hanging out with another guy one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I'll be with three guys, and one guy will be like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I have a fucking panic attack. Like, what am I gonna talk about? Fantasy football? I don't know. It's not football season. I'm out of stuff. <sighs> I'm just, I'm getting nervous thinking about it right now. Um, yeah, I actually hang out with, I think most of my friends are girls, actually. They can have such deeper conversations, you know? 
like right away. You can just have, you can talk about real stuff. It's great. And I hang out with girls so much. My old guy friends from, from Reno, they think that, uh, I'm like becoming feminine, feminine, you know? And they like make fun of me. Like, cause I like to take baths or something, you know? Cause I put together a YouTube playlist of like Ellen DeGeneres, adorable kid videos. They're adorable. Cause I like Disney movies, you know? What I can't go see Finding Dory unless I like have a niece with me or something. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, what else? Excuse me. Um, shit. Oh, you ever, uh, you ever find out you're someone's last resort friend? Like they text you like, (laughs) no one else has anything going on. What are you up to? You know, like not even trying to hide it. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm starting to get back into the dating game. I miss having a girlfriend. I haven't had a girlfriend for a while. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting to get more desperate by the day. Like, I'm talking to this girl right now, and I don't really like her that much. Like, she texts me weird things like, Jay chillin' for just chillin', you know? Like, what? And I, like, try to convince myself or, like, sell myself on her just because I want a girlfriend so bad. Like, we'll be at a restaurant, and she'll order guacamole, like, on the side, you know? And I'll be like, well, she plays by her own rules, this girl. Um... Um, let's see here. Uh, I was at a bar the other day and I saw a girl, she's walking by and I was like, Hey, what's your name? I'm not very good at talking to girls. She turns around and she's like, were you speaking Italian? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, no, but I I tried to go with it. So I was like, Oh, see bonjour, you know? And (laughs) she just started making out with me. I've never been this smooth in my life. It was great. And then her friends physically started pulling her away from me. Um, She was really drunk. I realized that now. At the time, I didn't. And I was thinking, like, I seem like a threat. Do her friends see me as a threat? Like, I don't look dangerous, do I, Pam? Like, what happened to good old-fashioned racial profiling, right? (laughs) You know? It's ridiculous. I like to daydream, but only realistic daydreams, you know? I don't daydream about, like, being a professional quarterback anymore. Just like trying to satisfy my parents. And I feel like the most realistic thing is like if I gave like a kick-ass eulogy at a like family member's funeral, like just really, just have the whole crowds in tears, you know? And then I realize, fuck, I'm like daydreaming and happy about like my brother dying. This is terrible. All right, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean! Yay! Fuck daydreaming. I only do day drinking. Am I right? That's what you do. Yeah! Uh, your next comedian, I've never met her before, so I can't wait to hear all of her jokes because they're new to me and they're new to you too. So clap wildly, everybody, for Chrissy Jones! Hello. I've never done this before, so I'm. <laughs> my god thank you thank you very much um so i'm you know i'm pretty nervous and i'm also pretty lonely um i'm so lonely that uh i have trouble like uh finding roommates even like um 
like I uh, I just like go on to Craigslist and it's really difficult for me um, except I found like this one perfect ad it was a girl which is good um, we were like looking in the same neighborhood for the same price range and she was like also moving in state I'm from Texas so it was like it was it was like it was perfect um, but also she was really cool which was like, it was just, just awesome. Like she watched like documentaries and stuff, which was exciting. So I'm like, I'm like pretty nervous. And then I like, I dropped up this whole email, which like, it took me almost an hour. Like it was, yeah, it was difficult. Um, so I dropped up, I dropped up the email and I like, I send it, I feel kind of good. And then I like get an email immediately back. So I like open up my email and um, it turns out that I responded to my own Craigslist ad. <laughs> And, like, I don't know what to be more ashamed of, like, the fact that I responded to my own ad or the fact that, like, I kind of catfished myself. Because, <laughs> like, I know for a fact that I'm not as cool as I thought the person that put out the ad was. Like, I was expecting, like, like a beautiful Brazilian goddess. But I'm, I'm not that. Uh, yeah, um, so I'm, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I'm, I'm actually just out of bread and milk right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you guys ever, do you guys ever get like nervous about wearing socks? Okay. Do you guys get like cold feet? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, so I had this thought the other day, you know how it's like a fun date? to like go swing dancing or like to learn some like outdated dance. Do you guys think in like 50 years that people are gonna go like crumping? <laughs> or like, you're gonna ask someone out like, do you wanna go to a class? I heard they know how to pop lock and drop it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm in a lot of people's dreams, which is pretty cool at first. Um, but it's never good. Like I, I'm, I'm never. It's never a good thing if I'm in your dream. So I'm kind of. I'm like a soap opera villain. I like plop in and I ruin everything. Like I've been told by two separate people that have never met each other that I uh, pushed their mom down a stairway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not a good thing to be told. And so when I met my current boyfriend, he was like, he was saying all these nice things. And he was like you're just, you're the girl of my dreams. And I was like, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yay! <laughs> Clap harder for Chrissy Jones! That was her first time. She had actual punchlines and real jokes. Yay! Usually people just come up and tell a story about their cat and they think that's gonna work. You, that was great, it was awesome, yay! Until you ruined it there at the end saying you had a boyfriend, I was gonna say you should date Jeff Dean. What are you doing? Right? All right, I'm just putting, just putting people together here on the happy hour every Friday from six to eight. Your, uh, your next comedian is hilarious. He runs an amazing show uh, at 222 High called The Setup every Saturday. Put your hands together right now for the very funny Richard Sarvati! <laughs> Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. It's the most corporate uh, start to a set ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trying to get that, you know, that funding. 
Um, I only watch porn on Firefox. <laughs> and so it, it's to separate because I use my work computer. So, <laughs> so I, I watch all the porn on Firefox, so that way when I'm at work, I only use Chrome, so there's no issue. Um, but the thing is, if someone was to look at my Firefox like history, they would just be like, dude, doesn't this guy know that you can do other things on the internet? <laughs> you know, it's like, you can like check what good restaurants are around. <laughs> it's not, you don't just have to watch porn all the time. Eat at some point. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, I thought we had a new like, uh, I thought that was like, a, you have four minutes left. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's the four minutes left, and then there's the three minutes left. <laughs> uh, somebody was telling me that younger kids uh, don't use Facebook anymore. They use Snapchat. I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Like, Snapchat, everything goes away. Facebook, everything stays around. They're not the same thing. You can't replace one with the other. And uh, th that'd be like if I was like, oh, yeah, I don't drive anymore. I, I bought a really big TV. <laughs> it's like, are you sure these are fulfilling the same need? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like, it depends how technology is ridiculous, right? Like, I'm so glad that I um, was alive before autocorrect, you know, because I can actually spell. <laughs> like, if you disable autocorrect on a teenager's phone, within 10 hours, they'll be dead. <laughs> they'll be dead. Like, you'll just find this dead teenager with the phone, and you'll just see, like, a bunch of garbled messages to their parents. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. There's, like, an app to know when you drink water. So, what the hell? <laughs> I have an app for that. It's called, like, My Throat Gets Dry. <laughs> I don't know. You can't... It's weird. You can't convince somebody that you're smarter than them, you know? You just can only succeed in making them think that you're weird. <laughs> just a weird thing. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, uh, my mom thought that gay was a bad word. So we weren't allowed to call it Ben Gay. We had to call it Ben Gel. <laughs> it's true. I was like, so I just ended up thinking that Gel was another word for gay. You know, <laughs> I just thought like Jello was dessert for gay people. <laughs> yes, it is. One clap is what that deserves. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever have a day where you just feel like a semicolon? You know, just like totally unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hanging around anyway. So I, I saw a girl with a tattoo of a semicolon, and I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, life is like a sentence. And just like a semicolon, I can choose to end it whenever I want to, but I choose not to. And I was like, oh, okay. I just think it'd be great if you found, like, a dead person, and, like, the last thing they did before they died was change their semicolon to a period. <laughs> Let's see, do I have anything else? Hmm. I like it, you know, I just want to find, I just like it, it's nice when someone misses you, you know? Like, I just want, it, you know, a girl to call me every once in a while and be like, like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Is it boys' night again? You fucking some slut? You know, it just feels nice to be missed every once in a while. All right, guys, I'm Richard, thank you. <laughs> Did you know that I have a semicolon tattoo? Wait, you do? I do. 
but it's not it's not for the reason I found out later okay so just like at the trendsetter that I am I have I've had this bacon tattoo for eight years so I had bacon tattooed on me before it was cool but I also got this semicolon tattoo way before it became this thing that people that are like suicide awareness do I had no idea that semicolons are like suicide awareness. I just was, I just have an MFA in creative writing and I really like semicolons. They're like, my fiction is just pregnant with semicolons. It's like they're everywhere. I just, I just like taking two ideas and jamming them together, you know, without having their related sort of, but I love semicolons. I also love Richard Savate. More clapping for him. Yay. Keep that clapping going. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people. Uh, I'm not wearing the underwear he gave me today, uh, but he did give me some boy underwear for my birthday, and they're awesome, and I always wear them every time I have my period. So every time I have my period, I think of your next comedian. He's really funny. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Thanks, Pam. That's, that's, definitely, that's definitely the most awkward and embarrassing introduction you could give me, and it's, and it's fitting. It's fitting for me, really. Uh, so Omar was talking about peeing on kids, um, and that got me thinking about R. Kelly. Uh, like, a few years ago, when Ignition Remix came out, pretty much every comedian or pretender uh, of such was on Twitter doing a parody version of the chorus. And that, that never failed to like just capture my attention for minutes at a time. And so I just now got inspired to write my own uh, riff on it uh, for myself. I've got a mental condition that makes it harder to fit in. Small talk at parties is hard, so in the corner I'm sitting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do have Asperger's. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been trying. Maybe I mean maybe that's it uh, to write the definitive joke about my mental issue. Um, and so far, the best thing that I've found is on the Wikipedia page for Asperger's. The illustration they have is just of a kid stacking cans. So, if your child is at home stacking anything. Get them tested. I'm kidding. You can't. You can't test for that. <laughs> I was not always the uh, paragon of social uh, aptitude you see before you. Uh, in high school, I had almost no friends at my weird little Catholic school. Although looking back, it's probably not the worst thing. Um, it got to the point where I would actually fantasize that some one of the classmates that I looked up to would get seriously hurt near where I lived, and then I could like take them in and we'd bond like that. And I know that it seems really fucked up right now, but looking back, my line of thinking was, some, was something like, uh, obviously, I am so socially inept that the only way that anyone's going to want to spend time with me is if I bring them back from death's door. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, your mind can go some, to some pretty dark places when you're a prepubescent with uh, little in the way of social interaction. Uh, someone actually started a rumor when I was in high school that I was uh, bringing a gun to school in my backpack. They thought I was, no, no, please, I don't. <laughs> Now-ish, vaguely. Uh, no, uh, I don't want that, please. Um, I mean, I guess they thought I, I was very socially aloof, so I guess they thought I was just the type to come in and shoot the school up. And uh, if I'd known that uh, what my future held was a jobless, frequently stoned, Uh, amateur stand-up comedian still living in his parents' basement? I probably still wouldn't have. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I went to uh, L.A. at the end of uh, May, and uh, I, a few days before that, I was cleaning out some space in my basement. I, was, I went and sold some books. And to like stock up, I went to a dispensary for to get some weed for me and my brother the next day. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I sold these books yesterday. I'm buying drugs today. I sold books to buy drugs. I have metaphorically spat upon my certificate of completion from the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> you guys remember D.A.R.E.? Yes. Oh, man. I like The one thing that really sticks out in my mind is because like... I love cartoons. We watched a cartoon uh, in my D.A.R.E. program, and it was... So, like, you remember how Alice in Wonderland had all these colorful characters, and then when you grow up, you realize, oh, all those guys were just analogs for the various effects of drugs. And this was that, but with all the subtext removed, so they just had all these, like, a, a tiger that was doing heroin and a, and a caterpillar that was on pot. And what was great about the caterpillar that was on pot was... He just talked in riddles, because that's what pot make, do, does to you guys. Pot makes you talk in riddles, and that's not something to avoid. If it actually did that, that sounds awesome. That's a fun party game to play with your friends or a, or a cool prank. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Stephen Massey. Stephen Massey, playing cool pranks on his friends. <laughs> I don't know. I only had a phone. That's when you call them up and you pretend you're some. That's the only. I don't do that. I just do it to my parents. I actually would like your. I'd like your number. I'd like to call your parents. Uh, we should call them and tell them jokes on stage one night. I think that we'll put that into the hell hat. I need your number. Call this number. Tell Stefan's parents a joke. They That'll be good. Ah, oh, yeah. My my dad doesn't pick up his phone either. But that's just because he's not proud of me, not because he's. <laughs> Too old. Uh, your next comedian's never been here before. Yay! I'm very excited, and uh, you guys are gonna love her set because we've never heard any of her jokes before. Put your hands together for Louisa Bell. Thank you. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, super stoked to be here. So I don't think Jenny is here anymore, which is a bummer because I wanted to empathize with her about ghosting. Uh, I think it's weird. I like can't recommend it. Um, I've only been ghosted on once, but yeah, the guy just he we went on a couple of dates. Uh, he never never texted me again. I think there's a much better way to like get the same message across. And uh, for me, I think it's like you should wait until the next time they're going down on you. And then when they look up to make eye contact, you're just like ripping out Sudoku puzzles. Um, brain games, motherfucker. Um, there's a pun in there about head and brain that I'm working on. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a fresh take on ghosting. Um, so yeah, I I take the bus to work. It's, it's about four blocks from my bus stop to my office. And... I've been playing this fun game in the mornings where I see like how many times on average I can get catcalled in those four blocks, um, and the answer is infinite. Um, and that's like not a brag, it's just a reality. And I did get a new one the other day that I was like not 100% furious with. I'm walking past this guy, I'm in my workout clothes uh, because I lift, and this, yeah, uh, and this guy, I walk past him and he goes, hey girl, you sturdy. 
And I was like, excuse me, I'm dirty? No, you sturdy, like a shed. <laughs> or, or a sawhorse. And so then I had to, when I got to work, Google a sawhorse. And it's the thing that you use to like put a slab of lumber on before you saw it in half with your body weight. So, and I was like, fuck yeah, I am a sawhorse. Like, <laughs> this is why I, you know, do backs, deads, and benches. Um, yeah, so I was okay with that. It was fine. Um, so I work in tech. Make some noise if you love your boss. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Totally empathize. Yeah, my bosses, we've been working on a big project at work. I actually have two bosses, they're both male. Uh, one's my direct supervisor, the other's his supervisor. It's all f weird and uh, I've been spending a lot of time with them, been noticing a lot of their quirks, the things that make them special snowflakes. Um, my direct supervisor, he's like more the passive aggressive type where he likes to make you feel like a piece of shit if you're not there for more or less than 12 hours a day. Um, this one day I got in at seven, I left at seven, 12 hours later, and he bids me adieu with, have a good night, I guess. <laughs> Fuck me for practicing work-life balance. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's like a shark in that if it stops swimming, it'll die, but just replace swimming with using a standing desk at all times. <laughs> just drowning his sad desk lunch and tapatio just to feel something. <laughs> and then his supervisor, he's like the VP of sales at our company, just like the tippy top. He's just a bizarre man. He's from Marin, but he just like insists on wearing cowboy boots and stomping around the office, telling everyone, you know who I look like? Matthew McConaughey. I'm like, no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> This is not 2009 on Facebook during that month when everyone thought we should change our profile pictures to the celebrity we kind of look like the busted ass version of. So he's strange. Uh, I, you know, and I don't feel bad making fun of them because I know they have hard and fast opinions on my appearance. Uh, I stopped wearing makeup to work with Brad. Uh, it's awesome. I save a lot of time in the mornings. Um, but I was leaving work the other day and my boss yells out after me, hope you feel better. I was not sick. I mean, I was sick, but I wasn't like, I wasn't sick. Uh, yeah, so just not a fan. But I don't want to be rude back because I'm like saving all my big sasses for when I finally do quit because it's going to be like super righteous. I'm going to like slowly stand up from the conference table and be like, you can't fire me, I quit, and like do a back handspring out the room while a mariachi band plays me out and I'm blasting an air horn. Um, so yeah, I guess... That's my time, but the moral is like just don't wear makeup because like men oh. at work think you look tired You should really just save net three hours per week and write jokes about your bosses with that time. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah. Fuck makeup yay Louisa Bell yay I did the same thing when I was in corporate America, except that they made me wear makeup because they said I didn't look right without it. And so what I did is I would wait to get to work and I'd put it on on the clock and I would do it really slowly. So I'd put on makeup for like a half hour to 45 minutes, you know, and just really take my time to look just perfect. And then walk out and be like, oh no, wait, I have to 
pay me for that. You want me to look good? Fucking, you're paying for it. I think every, all women, let's all do this now. Boycott. No makeup unless they, it, before a date. Well, no, 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 no. I don't ever wear makeup on a date because, I mean, then you can't kiss him because you can get a little, anyways, it's not. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I don't date. I have a boyfriend. Your next comedian doesn't date either. And, uh, and that's not his fault. We're going to try to find him that Bumble match someday, right? <laughs> One, it's you, Ken. <laughs> He's a great producer. He puts together a bunch of great shows uh, in the city right now. You guys are going to love him. Uh, one of them is called Baby's Gotta Eat. He's doing it soon at Brainwash. Put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you. It's chronically single Ken, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Anybody here on the Bernie or, or was anybody in here on that Bernie or bus train? Yeah, one person. You guys, no, I was just wondering, it was interesting when I read um, an MSNBC article saying that uh, he was going to be throwing all of his support behind Hillary. Um, yeah, selling out. I was like, oh, doesn't that burn feel like a rash right now? Oh, but enough about politics. Let's talk about my dick. All right, guys, you ever come so hard you feel like you've blown the top off your dick? Yeah. You know that, f- you know that feeling, right? Your fucking eyes roll back into your head. You're twitching. You're shaking. Speaking in tongues. And she's like, "Are you coming, or are you just the next prophet?" I don't know. No, but for real, a good orgasm, that's powerful, right? That's power. It's hard to come by. But make just like. Much akin to a porn star with cerebral palsy. Yes, they're rare, but you come away inspired once you encounter one. Now, I've been trying to talk, I've been trying to work out a bit about circumcision for the last uh, month and a half. And, um, I don't know, it's got its pros and cons. Pro, well, cons, I think my dick has traumatized more women than pregnancy scares. Pros, it has landed me sweet gigs working for cigarette ad agencies. Just give it some sunglasses and a square and I got a meal ticket. That's a Joe Camel reference. <laughs> now to keep things topical, let's keep it topical. You, you guys hear about the Brexit? Yeah, the Brexit, yeah. Joel, this is for you. <laughs> Looks like Britain just said F you to the EU. Hacky, oh, let's go. But, um, I don't know, all I gotta say is, if Britain and Europe are gonna go through this, di- through this divorce, my only question is, what happens to the custody of Pierce Morgan and John Oliver? <laughs> can you guys take them back, or can I just drown them in the Atlantic? <sighs> now they say, people here are saying that this Brexit is a sign that Trump could win here. Uh, because apparently Brits can vote in American elections. But I say, listen, if Trump does win, I'll finally be able to admit that, to beating off the first ladies. I won't, be able to, I won't be able to hide behind things. Oh, she's so intelligent. It seems so hot. But, uh, oh, the, I made that joke the other day, and one of the comics here was like, no. And I was like, who, do you, who, who did you find the most attractive out of the first ladies? And he was like, well, that one from Chicago. And I said, yeah, yeah, she's good. But that's kind of like if all the Hollywood starlets were Lena Dunham. 
And then all of a sudden, Amy Schumer shows up. Yes. Orders of magnitude, I understand. I'm working that one out, too. I don't know. Uh, too many mass shootings. Too many mass shootings happening in this country. And I'm old enough to remember when mass shootings just used to be another genre of porn. Oh, but because of multiculturalism, because of multiculturalism, we don't call them mass shootings anymore. We gotta call them bukkakes now. We gotta call them bukkakes now. And ever since then, what's happened to mass shootings? They've become mass shootings. Oh, it's time, it's wrong. It's time for us to take mass shootings back. It's time for us to take the mass shooting back, and it's time for us to make America great again. Thank you very much. Ken Suzuki 2020. Mass shootings for everybody. Your next comedian, uh, super funny guy. I'm really excited he's going to be on the next Mutiny Takeover of Brainwash the first Tuesday of the month. So that will be the first Tuesday in July. You guys can see him right now. You're super lucky for it. Adam Strawbridge. Yo, what's up? I'm pretty scared of terrorism. I'll be the first to admit it. Because um, there's so many terrorist groups, there's like another one every week. There's Al-Qaeda, Al-Nusra, Al-Shabaab. It's hard to keep track. I found out, I heard there's a terrorist group on tour in America. Isn't that fucked up? It's like Wayyard Al Yankovic or something. It's crazy. It's dumb. Um, can you imagine if aliens came to Earth? That'd be kind of crazy, right? But I don't, I don't imagine that if aliens came here, they'd like be freaked out by all the war and violence and sex, because I imagine they have that in like their home planet. But I think aliens would be freaked out by stuff like paying a parking meter, you know? Because they'd be like, I thought this was the ground. Why are they feeding it? You know? <laughs> It'd be crazy. Depending on their home planet, they might be totally down for Folsom Street Fair, though. That might. They threw us a welcome party. <laughs> I like animals. I like to learn about animals. It's a wonderful world. So many marvels. I found out a single ant can carry 10 times its own body weight. That's cool, right? 15 if it's trying to impress chicks. So, uh, People thought bats were blind for a while. Scientists now know that bats aren't blind, which to me is like, duh, because like, where are the little bat canes? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Cuttlefish are these little freaky little squid things. They have like a two-tier system for men. There's alpha males that like have harems of females and then beta males that like pretend to be women, get in with the harem, and then reproduce with the women there. And actually the Latin term for cuttlefish translates to straight guys who do musicals. So. That was me in high school. I can say that. Still is in a way. Um, Let's move on. Let's keep it going. I have not voted yet. I'm saving myself for marriage. But I try to stay abreast of the issues. Try to stay informed, knowledgeable. Reading about NASA just built this giant telescope. It took a lot of money. It was, a, it was like a big debate. It had the funding for this huge telescope. It's really, really new and shiny. But I found out apparently is limitation. It, it still can't see why kids love the taste of cinnamon toast crunch. So <laughs> gonna just wait for the next one. Solve that mystery. They're putting tubman on the twenty dollar bill. That's pretty cool, but uh, everyone else on money are slave owners. I think it's been discussed at large, but I think it's just not really true of wanted, you know? It's like, to me, it's like putting Anne Frank on the German flag. Like, it's a nice gesture. It's not what she would have wanted, I don't know. I'm trying to break into Hollywood, so I'm writing a screenplay. 
It's all about sequels these days. No, you can't be original, so I'm doing a sequel of my own. It's called uh, The Diary of Anne Frank 2. This time it's personal. Uh, action, comedy, hashing out the details. Um, everyone talks about dating apps. Guy Conics, especially, love to bitch about the dating apps. But no one talks about male-to-male dating apps, and they're kind of a different scene. They're very aggressive. They're very upfront. It's kind of hard to tell if you're on a dating app or just like a really aggressive pet adoption website. Um, <laughs> Get messages like, looking for a cute pup to tame and dominate. Kind of scary. Or like, want a furry critter to keep me company tonight. I got one that was like, uh, hey, you'd look better with a load of spunk on your face. No, that one's less ambiguous. But the first two, <laughs> the first two are good for my point. Uh, all right, let's, let's wrap it up. I don't, I think it's time to admit to myself I'm not going to be a porn star. I think it's time to let that dream, like so many others die. But I do think that I could be a porn critic, you know? Because, like, two-thirds of the time when I'm watching porn, I'm thinking, yeah, this is hot. But a third of the time, I'm thinking, I have notes, you know? <laughs> Mainly subtle. Like, in terms of cinematography, don't have a shot linger on a girl's butthole unless it's coming into play in the third act, you know? Like, that's Chekhov's gun. <laughs> More substantially, don't have a girl scream, I poppy, I poppy, if she's a blonde girl from South Carolina. Like, <laughs> it takes you out of the scene. It's bad writing. All right, thanks, guys. Go to for Pam. <laughs> Adam Strawbridge. Clearly, he is in the scene. Uh, your next comedian is, uh, I'm really excited for him to perform, but also because he, there he is. He has made it to the semifinals of the Road to Comedy at Doc's Lab. Hopefully, he'll be one of the finalists. Like, if you and Krista Faka are there, like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there and support you guys. Uh, but uh, he's a very funny comedian. You guys are going to love him right now. Put your hands together. It's David Roth. <laughs> Yeah, get up for Pam. Um, I had diarrhea way too recently to have a good set. I was uh, <laughs> I was in there and no one was rooting. No one's ever rooted harder for a joke than me rooting for Ken's mass shootings jokes to work, so I could just like feel free to just let some sound come out. I'm like, I need a fucking applause break to finish this fucking diarrhea up. And <laughs> Ken, you're not helping me, dude. Fucking polish those punches, player, because I need a fucking shit. But I was, I've never rooted so hard for like a set to work. Um, I liked it, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like laugh and diarrhea at the same time. I was worried about my own judgment. It wasn't, it wasn't you. It was us uh, as a team. Jesus, man. Rooting for comedy. I saw you puke. I saw, you had a crazy, uh, did you have, did you fart with, did you have a fart with a microphone in there, or you just no, farted I in it? Because I, I listened to that. <laughs> I listened to that show again, and I could hear your <laughs> fart unmiked <laughs> through <laughs> through all of it. That was no, yeah, please, yeah, fart away. Uh, you know what's weird though too is because I bought soap uh, two weeks ago, and it's like, has did you rebuy the soap, or has just no one been using soap? <laughs> There's the same amount of soap as there was two, like two weeks ago, and people are shitting in here. I know there's people that have nowhere else to shit. Man, you guys got to use soap. It's really... How am I supposed to get into my prepared material after this, Pam? Should I just do... Ah, you! I don't want an extra minute. This is, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I only got half of it out. Um, 
And then I thought you were calling my name because you're like, and this next comic is going to be here next week, and I'm going to be here next week. And I forgot. I didn't know the order. I was like, I know I'm going like 11th, but I thought I might be going 10th. And I was like, do I have to like, I can't wrap this up with the title. I was like, I'm going to have to scream through the door of the bathroom. It's like, skip me. And everyone laugh. It's something. Um, hey, guys. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Richard's so funny, even in these sets, right? You think he's just going to... Is it, is it new stuff? That was all new? And you got such a positive reaction? Good for you. Wow. It's really going to the next level. Do you guys know about the Desi Comedy Festival featuring Indians? Um, Richard's in that. So what am I mad about? <laughs> I didn't know whether to apply. I was like, every, but I'm glad I did. When I saw the lineup, everyone was browner than this. So I was like... You have what? We have Chinese people. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, but that, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, this isn't, this isn't going to any <laughs> festivals. Uh, <laughs> I got rejected from the Mutiny Radio Festival, how am I supposed to? <laughs> no, that was humbling, Pam, that was one of those. To get a, have, anyone get a formal email from Pam Benjamin? It's like only happened at like college and like you, that fucking sad moment. Uh, you got rejected to your local comedy festival. No, don't fucking feel bad about me for that. There's so many more reasons to feel bad about me. I'm going through a divorce. I just wrote, wrote my wife a check for half my money. Um, our biggest possession's a smart car. That's like what? We got the lawyers involved to fucking split up that smart car, baby. Um, yeah, that's so sad. Actually, it's, they're spacious. You, you ha Sarah's had a ride in the smart car, yeah. No, you only feel like a loser when you see your reflection. You're like, oh. <laughs> That's why no one's letting me in. That's, but it feels spacious, like in the actual. In the, that's too much eye contact. But this guy doesn't like smart cars. Okay, this guy's like Toyota Tundras. Um, what do I want to? Oh yeah, I, I know the the quick thing I wanted to talk about. That was like I'm tired of these um, these like self righteous motivational posters that people are posting on like Facebook. You guys, everyone's seen these, right? It's like, stop creating the life you need a vacation from, like. Do what you want to do. Move to where you want to live. Uh, be who you want to be. And then it's like, fuck, I don't want to do this like material now that it's, ah, oh, God, I don't even want to do this joke anymore. Uh, it's, it was gonna, it'll be a good joke. I'll do it next week. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be, it'll be a fine joke. It'll be a fine joke. I just don't, I don't, I'm not ready now. We've already built this great rapport. This guy doesn't like smart cars. I'm, my life is in the shitter. I'm going through a divorce. Uh... Yeah, this is, I've had so much fun, Pam, just <laughs> coming out. I actually paid the full Uber thing for this. I didn't Uber, I know Sarah Uber pulled for you. I fucking Uber X'd. This is going to be like $12 for this. For this. Oh my God, it's so worth it. All right, that's been fun. I've been David. Thank you. David Roth, let's put together a bunch of Jews and we'll just travel around. We'll put together... David, turn around. We're gonna put together. We can pick. We can pick six Jews. Jews with like celebrity names. Just, festivals. just Jews, and we'll just. But we can. Uh, it doesn't have to be a festival. We'll we'll take a little group and we'll go up to Portland and Seattle and we'll we'll rape all of my uh, uh, things that I know about up there. Not rape. Rape's the wrong word. Like we'll use them. Do you know what I mean? We'll use them to their full extent. But we should uh, we should take some Jews on the road. Yeah, you're my favorite. You're my favorite other Jew. I mean, I'm sorry. We, the, the, the Ross and the Benjamins got to stick together, right? Like, come on. Uh, I'm sorry. We're starting a race war right now here at <laughs> Mutiny Radio. I don't have a gun, but uh, I, have, I have 
I shouldn't talk like this on the radio. All right, your next comedian. Let's see, look at the list. Oh, it's Brooke. Yay. Last week, your, your totos, holy fuck. The crispy, oh no, it was Florentina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Last week, Florentina brought chocolate. You just brought yourself, which is awesome. And I love your jokes, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm sorry. You're both pretty, so I confuse you. I'm sorry. Uh, your next com- comic, she's really funny. I don't mean to objectify you there. See, I'm the worst feminist ever. No, you don't have to give me chocolate. You're the sweet. Ah! Put your hands together. It's Brooke Heineken. Yay! Thanks, guys. Um. <sighs> So comics always sit on the stool when they're about to get real, and this is like a little too low, but I'm, I'm gonna roll with it. Also, Pam, I don't think anyone has ever said, let's get together a bunch of Jews, and that's a good thing. So good luck with that, branding. Um, I can't do this, this is. Uh, so um, I just gave Pam some chocolate, which was, I'm happy to have offloaded it. It was the last thing my ex ever gave me as a gift, and I didn't want to eat it myself. Uh, our, my relationship did end recently in the way that the best ones do, which was a night after dancing together at Booty with Richard Cervate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it ended very amicably. We're like very still, we're still very good friends. Um, we know for a while, like it was a stage four relationship. It was terminal. We knew it. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you liked that. Uh, no, my timeline to be divorced by 35 has been thrown off, though. I'm a little worried about that. Um, but the most interesting part is that people keep, like, I'm, I, I'm very intrigued by the reactions I get when I, when I tell people this. There's a lot of, congratulations, which is like a, the same reaction I give, like a, the same thing I say to people who tell me that they're pregnant at my age, which is like, I'm so excited. Was this on purpose? <laughs> Um, or I get, let's see what else. Oh, something I'm calling the pop gum breathe out, which is a. <sighs> I get a lot of, um, are you okay? Which I want to be like, yeah, are you? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, a lot of people bring God to it, into it. They're like, oh my God. Mom's like, ah, oh, thank God. Uh, a lot of people tell me I seem sad, though. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, David. Where were all those people when my cat died? I was a lot sadder then. <laughs> I've got five Taylor Swift albums and a thing of sushi I bought at a Walgreens to get me through this. No, we, uh, we did end things very amicably. We went two nights ago on our last date. We called it an expiration date. No, it's true. Uh, we went to my favorite place in the world, which is the Red Lobster in San Bruno. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you can get so many kinds of shrimp there. <laughs> it's my favorite. Get, see, I wrote down all the shrimp we had. <laughs> Teriyaki, <laughs> breaded, pineapple and garlic and popcorn, habanero. I'm in love with Red Lobster. That was a T-Pain reference. <laughs> Do you know? Do anyone know T Pain? Do you know T Pain? No. Are you Are you too educated to know T Pain? Do you think I'm talking about Thomas Pain, as in <laughs> as in Common Sense by Thomas Pain? <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've got on this painful topic. No. Oh, oh, there's all the things I was I was in this relationship for three years. I have like five shirts. 
<laughs> I need to buy more shirts now. <laughs> I have to buy mascara. What else do I have to buy? Oh, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with the Groupon I got for a grave plot. Dual grave plots. No. Oh, I will end this on the four jokes I wrote about the Brexit, which I will probably never get the chance to say again. So sorry for the people that have to hear this for the third time. Uh, Brexit, the only time that pulling out has been the safest option. Uh, can't wait to see what Trump has to say about all the Brexicans. Uh, Britain got tired of everybody else declaring independence from it, so it decided to give it a bit of a go. Oh, and you weren't here when I said this yesterday when you were talking about having a three-inch dick in virtual reality. It's Im- amazing. Virtual reality gets more and more like reality every day. Thank you. I'm Brooke Heineken. Brooke Heineken, clap it up for her. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about the breakup of your three-year relationship, but the chocolate is quite delicious. It really is. And lobster, red lobster is pretty fucking awesome. You got to go on the all-you-can-eat shrimp night and uh, with four bulimics because, wow, that is a good fucking time. You just you compete. Who can eat the most plates of shrimp? It doesn't matter. Who's going to barf first? That's the question. All right, your next comedian... He has been the talk of the town today on Facebook. Everybody's all over his ass. I don't know if it's his guns or his soul cycle aptitude, uh, but he's hilarious. Put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Yo, Brooke, I remember, I remember two months ago, you actually, we were hanging out and you actually brought, got Walgreens sushi. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm, fi- I'm glad you got to finally use it in a joke. Like two months later, that's crazy, man. It just took a breakup to facilitate it. Hey, who here does CrossFit? You do. Hey, relax. I'll get to it. Who here, who here knows what CrossFit is? Everybody knows what CrossFit is. What are some stereotypes of CrossFitters? What do we do? Tell people about CrossFit. I did. I took up CrossFit this week, so I'm gonna fucking talk about it. I talk about uh, CrossFit all the time, even if the conversation topic isn't about CrossFit. I'll find a way to subtly shift the direction of the conversation to be about CrossFit. Like one of my coworkers today was talking about how he recently proposed to his girlfriend, and immediately I go, Oh, CrossFit! That was an uncomfortable act out, man. That was, uh, I, don't know if I'll do, I don't know if I'll do that again. That was a really vulnerable thing to do. Uh, honestly, the only reason I took up stand-up was uh, as a platform to talk to you guys about kettlebells. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about kettlebells for a while. I like them because they're like heavy purses. It's <laughs> a stupid thing to say. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm in the fundamentals class of CrossFit because... I uh, I just joined, and I'm twisting this the wrong way. Uh, I just joined, and what the instructor uh, in my class yesterday, he was demonstrating something. He goes, all right, stand like this. Do you feel that in your legs? And everybody goes, yeah. Now stand like this. Now do you feel that more or less? And everybody unanimously says, more. And he goes, no, you're supposed to feel it less. It's like, Dude, get your fucking CrossFit shit together, man. Uh, I think workout guys, in my experience, are the most insecure people. Like yesterday, uh, after a workout, I say it's two big workout guys. One guy says to the other one, hey, man, uh, your calves are just like a little asymmetric. And the other guy, out loud, he goes, <laughs> The guy was me, everybody. I, uh, I did that. 
I didn't like him talking. I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't think they are at least. Uh, I. <laughs> what, David? Look at me. Uh, I got really high a week ago. Took an edible, and I was like. I'm super excited. I'm going to go watch Netflix. Go on to Netflix. Try to sign in. But it says too many users are currently on your Netflix account uh, because I share my Netflix account with my parents. So what I do is I call my parents and I tell them to stop watching their movie. And they did. They just stopped watching it. Um, so I, I know, it was crazy, but so I was feeling a little sad, but then I went and logged in, and the first thing Netflix says is, uh, uh, Jesse, would you, or would you like to continue watching Planet Earth Caves? And that was when I realized my parents were also high, you guys. Had I known that, I would have just gone downstairs and watched it with them. Would have just gone, why did I need to, yeah. <laughs> uh, did I just get the, the honk? Cool. Uh, cool, thanks. Uh, I'm thinking about going on a cleanse. I'm just not sure which race to start with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. We're the only two people. Yeah. You, me, and Jonathan, the only Hot set from oh, Jesse Ward, yeah! All right. Uh, the three next people on the list didn't show up, which means they get pushed to the back, so their stupidity is your fortune. Uh, your next comedian... I think he just went into the bathroom, but he's going to come out. You don't have diarrhea too, do you, Joel? All right, you're nice comedian. Man, he knows how to work with patterns. That's what I'm talking about. Stripes, Paisley, and Flora all together right now with comedy. It's Joel Spears. How's it going, everybody? You having fun watching the comedians with the jokes, the bits, the topical humor about the Brexit, the very funny, hilarious thing that happened that ruined the greatest nation <laughs> that this world has ever seen. I just want to toast to the memory of the UK because I'm from the UK and this is the only chance I'm going to get to toast this because in three years we're going to be a third world country. No one is going to care. <laughs> Oxfam will be in the streets of Birmingham telling you that you need to care for little Joffrey and little Sansa. You need to, your donations, if, hold on, I need to get this out the way. So I know this is unorthodox, but I just want to lead you guys uh, just a little musical number. I know musical comedy is kind of big. Um, join in if you know the words, okay? <laughs> God save our gracious queen. Long live our noble queen. God save the queen. Send her victorious. Happy and glorious, long to reign over us. God save the queen. Thy choicest gifts in store, on her be pleased to pour. Long 
Poor what? I'm not even... Never mind. Long may she... Re- I don't even know. God save the... It's a dark. It's a dark day for the United Kingdom. Um, I don't know. It's the cheapest one at the street. Whatever. It's fizzy wine. I wish. I wish. I wish that the British people. I wish my people could be more like Americans, you know, because they they vote the. They vote for, They voted for. I'm British now. It's not my choice, but they made it that way. I wish that the British people could be more like Americans. I wish we could be more like you guys, because you guys, you know, you when when you have politicians telling you that you know you need to close your borders and you need to be more like anti-immigrant, you say no. We love immigrants. We're not going to allow a xenophobic, rambling, straw-haired buffoon to tell us what to do. We're not going to allow this ma- this ma- maniacal man to win these primaries. You say no. You reject him offhand, and he has no chance, and he has to go back to doing TV work like he was supposed to. That's what you do. And I wish that we could be more like you guys. I wish... I wish that when there was gun violence, like when the uh, the member of parliament, Joe Cox, uh, rest in peace, she was murdered last week, and that was with a gun. And I wish we could be more like Americans, because when Americans are murdered by guns, you guys just, you shut that shit down, and you say, no more guns. Absolutely no more. We will never again will a citizen of the United States be murdered with a gun. And then that's it, and there's never any problems anymore. And I wish we could be more like you guys. I wish... I wish you... <laughs> I wish building a wall would make a difference in a fucking island. I do. I really. I know. Um, fuck it. I'm, I don't care. God save the queen. Fuck everything else. Whatever. Yay! Nice to feel free. You will feel. Joel's beers! Getting drunk for the sadness of his country falling apart. Yay! All right. Uh, Jordan Maserati, he hasn't... Ma- oh, you're here. You look nothing like you do on Facebook. By the way, you on your Facebook, you look like a um, 50-year-old, some odd guy. You look nothing like you... I had no idea that you were that person. This whole time I've been seeing, looking at you, I thought you were a friend of Brooks, and I was like, who's this guy? He's laughing all the time. You guys, he's from out of town. Clap it up. Where are you? You're from somewhere in Reno or Utah. Utah, Reno, both scary places. Uh, I, you don't look like a Mormon. I love your bow tie, though. Hey, guys, he's from out of town. We're giving him an extra minute. Put your hands together for Jordan Maserati. Hi, guys. As, uh, as she said, I'm not from here, but like how I dress today is what I thought San Francisco people dressed like. Um, <laughs> But so I was wrong with that. But uh, but I do. I, I I when I dress myself, I, I dress meticulously. I always follow the rule of three when I dress myself. Today I followed the rule of funeral. But uh, um, but follow the rule of three. You know, like today, like black hat, black black shirt, black pants. But my wife came up to me the other day and she was like, "You don't match today." I'm like, "I'm I always match, you whore." And uh, um, and then I looked down. And I realized that I was naked. Blonde, red, jet black. This is, this is all I have planned for the rest of the time. That's it. 
just like five more minutes of this. No, but uh, my, my name is Mazziotti. As you can see, like, I don't look Italian at all. Um, but I learned recently from an Italian that Mazziotti is slang in Italian for beaten up. <laughs> um, not beating up, beaten up. So um, that, that really lets me know why I was constantly being beat up by Guidos, which was weird. Um, you know, that was a joke that would have been good like three years ago. Um, but uh, I was driving the other day and I saw a license plate and it said MBA mom on it. So it was this mother, she was she's proud of having her master's degree. Um, as a dad, I don't think that would work for me because all I have is an associate's degree. So my license plate would just say ass dad on it. Um, so that wouldn't work out too well. Um, I think my, my phone has commitment problems. Because every time I, I, I try to text my wife, I love you, it says we should see other people. <laughs> um, so that's rough. Um, I, was I was voice texting her the other day because I'm responsible. Um, so what I, what I meant to text her was, um, my phone is about to die. I love you, goodbye. <laughs> but autocorrected to, you're going to die, I love you, goodbye. <laughs> and then my phone died right after that. Um, so I got home, made sure she was okay, and then I murdered her, um, which was good. Um, but I, d I, I think she's at fault because um, we recently uh, marathoned all 16 seasons of Law & Order SVU, which was rough. Um, but I did learn from that that I can now rape at a professional level, which is, which is interesting. Uh, thanks for that. Um, but let's see, what else do I got here? Um, I'm, I'm not only married, but I have two beautiful children, uh, six and four. A few years ago, my, uh, I know that like, probably this joke resonates with a lot of you. Um, <laughs> um, she came up to me super excited when we were potty training her. She's like, Dad, I went poop yesterday. I was like, oh, cool, good. Our, what we're doing is working. That's great. And then she said, and I didn't eat it. And then I was like, that's, that's better. Um, but then I got to thinking for a few minutes. She told me dozens of times that she's went poop, but she never told me that she didn't eat it. So uh, my daughter eats her own shit, uh, which is a problem. Um, I, have a, I have a son. I'm worried when he gets to you know, like 10, 13, 11, 12, 13 years old, he comes up to me and said, um, Dad, what's masturbation? And I'm like, hmm. One thing I know I'm not going to say is let me show you. Um, so I won't do that, that's for sure. Um, I love my family. I love them very much. But I know that if I ever do leave them, it will be by text message. Um, what I'll do, I'll go like the grocery store or something, and I'll text them BRB, wait a couple of hours, and then text JK. <laughs> So, so that's that. There's that. Um, so, uh, me and my wife, uh, off and on, when she feels like I'm good looking, we try to. We're trying to have another baby, um, which is interesting. And you know, it's interesting when you tell people or that you're trying to have another baby. You're pretty much telling them what you're doing. But it is the only way that I can tell my mother-in-law that I fucked her daughter four times last week. <laughs> And it's the only way that she can tell me to fuck her daughter four times this week. 
So there's that. But um, when we're not trying to have kids, we do practice safe sex. It consists of her slapping my penis and running away. And that's my time. Thank you very much. Goddamn. He's back as hell. He's got a dick. Keep it going for Jordan, who gets beat up a lot. Yay! Maserati, Maserati. It's it's Italian with 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 blonde hair. How beautiful! Yay! From Utah, your next comedian. What a lovely young man uh, who's hopefully gonna say some weird, bizarre, disgusting things to you guys. It's just so juxtaposed because he looks like a nice guy. Put your hands together right now for Cole Chapman. <laughs> Yay! Oh, yay! Cool. I feel like I put my mouth on the mouth of the. No, I don't want it anymore because I now feel violated. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I took a sip and it touched my lip, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that with all of you. Like, I like you guys as comics and stuff, but like, I'm not doing that like, that like, you know, rested on the bottom of my lip thing for like comfort. You know what I mean? That's a weird. I just did that. No, I did not, sir. Uh, no, I. Are oh, you saying like? What? You just sound like you're no homoing a fucking bottle of champagne. Well, you don't gotta make it a gay thing. <laughs> it's just no, a bottle of no homo. No. Oh! Oh! Damn, I don't need to do this shit anymore. No, I'm good, thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh boy, where do we go from here? Now I'm in your dilemma. It's like, how do we do material? Oh shit. Let's try something. Oh, I want to be a rap star. Guys, exactly. That's the joke. That's the end. No, that's not. <laughs> uh, but don't, I'm not ready to like have a daughter that I have to support like via my career. You know what I mean? I feel like, like there are a ton of rap songs that just are like, yo, I'm doing this for my daughter. It's just like, you're doing this for your daughter? Like to support her via like rap music? Like I feel like there are like more secure lanes and you picked... Rap? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, fucking bitches. This one's for you, Shelly. Fucking bitches getting money. It's like, dude, what do you, come on. You know what I mean? It's just weird. That's why I, I don't want to have kids, sir. But I do like your bow tie, so that's a convincing argument for kids. Is it? I don't know. Oh, cool. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a very white by that last bit right there. I was like, oh, I want to be a rap star. And everyone's like, ha, this guy. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I get compared to like a lot of white celebrities, which is like cool. A lot of people are like, oh, BJ Novak. Uh, sometimes I get like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, it's nice. Uh, but like now I'm just at the point where someone last week was like, hey, man, you look like Seth Meyers. And I was like, one, fuck you. Two, uh, thanks, I guess. Like all that means is like I can just like steal anything from a gap and just blend into the crowd. You know, like just like, just like, and they're like, where'd he go? Oh my God, there's just nothing. Like a J. Crew, any Gap brand, you know, <laughs> Gap-owned corporation. You get it. You get around. There are a lot of them. That credit card goes far. <laughs> this is some insider knowledge, y'all. Oh, it's talking about weird shit. You wanted me to talk about weird shit. Oh, guess what I just watched? Virtual reality porn. Yeah, my first experience. It was gross. It was. <laughs> Like, for a long time, I thought that would be, like, the mountaintop. I was like, yeah, I made it. Staring at my pit stains. I get it. But, <laughs> like, had that slight, like, eye contact deviation, like, and I was like, all right, gross. Okay. Um, no, but I, saw, like, I thought it would be, like, the coolest thing ever, and it was just, like, overwhelming and disgusting, uh, but I still came, like, seven times just, like, watching it. You know what I mean? But it was like, thank you, I guess. Uh, 
it was just like weird, right? Because like the my friends showed me this thing, and it was a three on one, uh, like girl, three girls on one guy, porn, right? And I was like. As the dude, you're basically like a comatose body on a bed while these girls just like show up and they're like, let's fuck this guy. They're all British, by the way, which is like a very weird thing. Cause like a British accent is like, I gotta tell you, man, not sexy at all. <laughs> and I just felt like they were like giving me quizzes, like getting into Hogwarts. I was like, fuck you, like get out of here. But like, it was like so overwhelming. And like this, cause for the longest time I thought like a three on one, you know, like what is that? Like a gangbang? Are we are we in gangbang territory at that point? I don't know what to call it. Foursome. Like sure. Uh, but like it was just like one of those things where like now I just know I don't want this dream because it's just like a logistical nightmare. <laughs> you know I mean? Like it is just like no one wins. Like they, you know, like the guys sitting there are obviously comatose, right? And then like the one girl shows up, she's like, oh, it's like fuck him, right? And like gets on top. And then the other girl messing with her. And then the third girl is just like sitting to the side, just like hanging out. I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> like, you're not really contributing anything. And the whole time she's just sitting there, is like commentating on the situation. It's like color commentary, like an erotic, like Joe Buck, you know, or like a pet somewhere, like John Madden. She's just like, oh, you're fucking him. Oh, you're getting the cock and the pussy there. Oh, you're fucking him real good. And you're just like, could you stop? <laughs> like, it was just like weird. Uh, and then like 10 minutes in, I watched 10 minutes. It was, that was like the longest. Usually I go like five, then I'm like, I'm sad. And then, you know, that's it. But like 10 minutes in, she starts just talking about her day. And she's like, oh, we just came from champagne and sandwiches. We should always fuck this guy after we eat champagne and sandwiches. I was like, what about what? Like, if this is like the ultimate fantasy, like you got to invite me to the champagne and sandwiches. You know what I mean? I know. It's fucked up. Furthermore, I don't want to end on that. I know. But that's how we're going to end it. Mm. <laughs> Furthermore, at Cold Chap and invite this man to champagne and sandwiches, if you know what I'm saying. That's going to be the new euphemistic thing for foursomes with girls from the UK. They're going to need jobs, right? Now that it's Brit sex, what is it, Brit, Britexia, whatever. They, they're, they're, now that the Brexit, they're all going to have to become whores and they're all going to be fucking Cole Chapman. Yay! Your next comedian, uh, he wants to borrow your 3D screen. Put your hands together for Ed Ant! Yay! Leave that magic game and come do some comedy. Yay! Hi, everybody. Thank you all for tearing me asunder from my game. I'm going to beat you, man. I'm going to beat you. Anyway, time to get to my jokes. Thank you. My name is Ed. I abuse my body. The only... The, this one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight just walking around trying to get the fuck out of Cleveland. The worst part of it wasn't my bloody thighs or the fact that after this I would spend a year outdoors. No, it was that after a day. I actually kind of liked Cleveland. Fuck LeBron! Yeah, there you go. Have you ever felt that you couldn't trust your friends? Did they break plans that they made with you? Perhaps you disagree on key issues. Or maybe you're just an asshole. 
I love my little brother. He has an inquisitive mind. He likes figuring things out. One day, he found a lit cigarette that our parents just happened to leave on the floor. He picked it up and he asked himself, I wonder how this feels. Then he put it out on my stomach. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever been invited to something on Facebook and just clicked going because you liked the picture that it invited you? Only to scroll down and realize that it happens in another state. Maybe Facebook isn't the dating app for you. <laughs> I was at a party the other day, just talking to people, having a good time, when all of a sudden a woman grabs my ass. So I turned around and threw my drink in her face because of equality. I love my mom, but not her culinary abilities. She once boasted that she could cook anything in 30 minutes or less. Turns out when you make cooking a race, everybody loses. Yeah. Stefan's having a spasm over there. God bless you, buddy. You're, you're my best friend in this room right now. Just look me in the eye. Look me in the eye, Stefan. <laughs> Perfect timing. So, you all heard the horn. It's time to put away my shit and give you fine folks an ad. See, a while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, but I found purpose and meaning in life. Yeah, you wanna know what it is? I made a website. Yeah, the name of that website? JustMeAndChicks.com. Say it with me so I don't feel alone. JustMeAndChicks.com. Go there, download the podcast that I did with Ali Littman, and buy a hoodie. Hooray, huzzah. All right, moving right on along here with the happy hour. Uh, getting close. Your next comedian, you guys got to clap it extra hard for her. She is training right now. She's been running the ones and twos and back. I just throw her under it. I'm like, oh, you just be like a frog. We just we put you in the pot of water and then we just turn up the heat and you're fine. You just get used to it and everything works and it sounds great and it's awesome. And that's how we learn here. Yay. Uh, she's going to have a new show here on Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. She's hilarious. Put your hands together right now for Annette Mullaney. Thank you. Uh, this is absolutely nerve-wracking. Not this, the learning the boards. Um, anytime I have to do anything technological, I freak out a little bit, um, which does not work well at work because um, I'm a programmer. Um, I just, I hate all technology. I hate using it. I hate mobiles. I hate the internet, um, which makes my choice of career strange. But I only got into it like three years ago when I learned for the first time that you could channel social anxiety into a career. Um, so I'm just, I'm just a mercenary. I have no deep abiding love of like computers or anything. 
Um, uh, although clearly I'm uh, bound to climb the corporate ladder. This is the uh, third day I've worn these pants to work. Um, good radio joke. They're zebras on a blue zebra background. Uh, I clearly am <laughs> trying to dress for the job I want, which is someone's zany aunt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, these are literally the only pants I own right now that don't have giant crotch holes. Um, my cunt just cannot be contained. <laughs> Uh, and I probably could have gotten away with giant crotch holes in my pants, except for the fact that I sit legs akimbo, just naturally. Uh, so skirts are also kind of an issue. Um, but I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, I have a paramour from LA coming into town. Uh, he is quite a bit younger than me. Um, when we met, he was 20. Uh, but I would like to say in my defense that he came on to me which kind of makes me sound like a priest. But um, he's 24 now, um, whereas I've managed to stay 27 for three years. Uh, he hasn't really noticed, so it hasn't been a problem. Um, the only issue with it, uh, so he's black, which is fine. Um, but like, the only issue is that he's gonna, <laughs> all right, let's all out, okay. The only issue is that he's gonna look like how he looks now for the next 20 years, whereas I'm a white woman and so I'm gonna age in dog years, <laughs> right? Like right now we've you know been seeing each other for three years without defining shit, which is fine, it's great. Um, and like right now we're cute together, in five years it's definitely gonna be a cougar situation. In another five, people are gonna think that he's doing community service. <laughs> And like another five after that, people are gonna think he's a grave digger. Um, so I guess we don't really have much of a future, but it's fine. We each, like we both get a lot out of the relationship. Um, he's incredibly attractive, smart. He went to Stanford, um, and he lets me keep my bra on during sex. And uh, I bring drugs and an almost nihilistic lack of expectations. So we both <laughs> we both get what we need out of it. Um, one weird thing, though, is that, so he's a rapper, and he, like, as his, you know, not his day job, but um, uh, some of his raps are very sexually explicit, and he's good at rapping, but I don't know how to feel about some of the raps. I've just decided to choose, I've chosen to believe that they're not about me. You know, like, in one of his songs, he says something about, like, coming up to San Francisco to ball that bitch. And I'm like, I'm sure he has a lot of women up here. He's very attractive. Um, or he'll say, like, oh, I love those retard faces she makes. But that's a lot of women who do that in bed. <laughs> um, or, like, blew a giant load on her glasses and blue hair. But, I, you know, it's very popular these days. Kylie Jenner is really, a lot of people have it, exactly. It's not just me. Um, the only problem is I don't like when he visits me during the summer because we have to wait longer to bang in pitch dark. Um, like, I know it's Pride this weekend. Oh, no, that was just a sexual shame joke. That wasn't a black joke. Um, so I know it's Pride this weekend. I just wish that there was more pride for people who have a lot of sexual shame. Um, like, obviously, our flag would be a sheet with a hole in it. Um, these Orthodox have it fucking figured out, yo. Um, however, I think our, our parade would be a lot more subdued. It would just be P 
people sitting on a float trying not to look out into the audience. Um, let's see, what can I end with? Uh, I just like to end with the fact that I hate uh, salted caramel. I don't know why this is a fucking flavor you find everywhere. Um, I've taken regular caramel, and I thought maybe it's just me. Maybe there is an optimal amount of salt. So I bought caramel, bought, bought salt, added a little bit at a time, and I found it zero. Zero is the uh, optimal amount of salt. Um, I just don't understand who took this like lovely little flavor and said, you know what? Let's salt it like the fields of Carthage. Um, all right, thank you guys. Yay, Annette Mullaney, yay! And thanks for uh, running ones and twos tonight. And you're gonna hear her new show. I don't know what it's called, but it's gonna be on Thursdays from eight to 10. Very excited about that. Great set from her! All right, uh, we're coming down to the, oh, okay, yes. We haven't seen her in a while. I don't know where she went. Do you, uh, science, what is it, school? Something, something with an S, something important. I don't know if it was an alternate dimension, but you're back! I'm very excited. You guys are going to love her. She's very, very funny. Put your hands together for Sarah DeForest. Thank you, Pam. So I was in this, uh, I was in this comedy competition recently, and there was this woman in the audience who was just shit-faced, like totally heckling the comics, like she was really helpful, you know, she had something to say after every punchline. She would add her color commentary like, yeah, me too, that's what I said. And you know, like the kind of empathy you get after six Long Island iced teas. And, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, everyone hated her, everyone wanted her to go home. But after the show, she came up to me, just like stumbled up and slurred, and was like, I voted for you. And for the first time, I felt like I could relate to Donald Trump. <laughs> he must go through that all the time. Every primary, just like the dregs of society, the worst people in the room just stumbling up to him, pledging their vote, you know? And like, Donald Trump and I, we have two things in common. Assholes vote for us. And number two is, we have no shame, because we will happily take those assholes' votes. And then I lost that comedy competition, but uh, hopefully we'll have a third thing in common in November. Right? Yeah. That's how you pander to an audience. Um, my boyfriend's mom is a real treat. I, the first time I met her, she was talking to my boyfriend, who's, who's a balding lawyer. And, he, and she was saying, John, you got the money. Why don't you get hair plugs? Right? Like the poor guy. You know, as if the only reason to not get like your your body hair surgically removed and glued onto your scalp is the financials like it was just to feel so bad but um you know she kept harping on it and so my boyfriend was finally like mom can we just talk about something else and so she turned to me and said sarah what do you think about obama's policies on isis and i was like why doesn't john get hair plugs Right? Um, let's see. I, what else do I have? Um, oh, I was in, uh, 
I w so Father's Day was last weekend, and I was um, talking to some friends, and we were all sharing stories about like little games we would play with our dads when we were kids. And like one friend was talking about how their dad would just throw him in the air and like call him a superhero, and another friend was would be spun around like a helicopter. And then I jumped in and was like, check this out. So I would sit on my dad's lap, and he would put his arm out, and then I would push it down and say, flush. And then he'd open his legs, and I'd tumble to the ground. And it, was, it was the toilet game. And my friends looked horrified. You know, like, it's like this weird thing. But you guys shouldn't judge my dad, because it's just his way of telling me that I was a little shit. And it explains my, my b favorite bathroom material, bathroom reading material, which is uh, Dr. Seuss's Hop on Pop. You guys know that? Um, but yeah, I, uh, l last thing about my boyfriend, he, um, he used to be a fat kid when he was growing up. And so, you know, you could totally tell because he, he doesn't like to look in the mirrors and he always buys clothes that are too big for him. But it's actually great for me because he has no portion control when he eats me out. So that was good. All right, thanks very much. Great reversal on the end there. I wasn't expecting it. Let me tell these people outside to be quiet. Hey, guys. Outside the front of the door, you got to be quiet because otherwise the people are performing and we want to respect their jokes and their art and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Your next comedian, super funny guy. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited every time he's here. He used to have a show here on Thursdays that's going to be taken over by an Emelaney. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for your volunteerism uh, in the future and all the things you've been doing for us and your very funniness right now. Put your hands together for Phil Gillies. Thank you, thank you. Um, my name is Phil. I do volunteer here. Uh, I volunteer, you know, apparently you sit right there, you're volunteering to be the person people do crowd work on, and if you remember Omar, apparently I look like I'm down to pee on kids. Which, you know what? I'm not exactly going to say that I'm, that I'm not down to not pee on kids, but because, I mean, if they're a certain age, if they're small enough, you know, he didn't specify what kind of daycare we were going to open, you know? They were small enough, you could just blame it on them, you know? So, you know, I don't know. It was just, he was peeing everywhere. I just didn't change his diaper. So, anyways, weird. I wanted to start off with a peeing on kids joke, but um, probably should have just stopped after the first sentence of it, honestly. But, uh, you know, I wonder if somewhere on this earth, Somewhere on this earth at some point, a chocolate-loving feminist has had a dilemma buying a king-size chocolate bar. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I'm waiting for a rally. Like, there's so much Im important things going on in the world, but I'm waiting for a queen-size Miss Good Bar rally. That's, and I said Miss, because she wouldn't need Mr. Good Bar in her life, because she'd be a strong, independent, chocolatey woman. He would text her, and she would not text him back. And she'd get in trouble because she'd be Miss Goodbar. He'd be Mr. Goodbar. That means that they're in the same family lineage. He's probably her bigger brother. She'd get in trouble. Um, texting makes any sort of relationship weird, whether you're a chocolate bar or a person. Um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to tie those two things together somehow. Uh, 
But you know, it, you, you know, like texting, it's it's you know, like the worst part about texting is getting ignored because you can like never prove it, even if if you are stalking them, because that blows your cover. You know, you can't you can't let them know. And uh, you know, it just puts so much strain on a relationship. Like, do I fart in front of them or do I text them that I love them first? You know, because you're really winging never seeing them ever again. And so one time I just did them both at the same time. You know. And we were just there, and then she smelled, and she was like, did you just fart? And I was just like, I know how to fix this. I love you. What? what, what are, you, are you leaving now? What? Wait. Turns out eight days was not the right amount of time to do either of those things. So... <laughs> Uh, some guy heard me tell that joke at a, at a show, and he come, came up to me and was just like, Phil, you need a wingman. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I do not need a wingman. I would need a wing woman, because wing women are way better than wing men. Wing men, I don't know why we would Women think men are jerks, so what's the point of sending another one of us jerks over there to go try to break the ice? It's, like, really counterintuitive, you know what I mean? Like... I was out with the, with my wing woman once, and um, we were out drinking, and I was drunk. She just looks at me. She's like, hey, do you want to get laid? And um, all right, we're going to skip that one because that one's too long. So uh, um, I saw a guy. I saw It takes longer than that. Um, I saw a guy catcall a lady one time, and I was just like, so I felt so bad for the lady because I know that ladies don't like it when guys catcall them, and there's not really – a solution to get guys to stop that until now, because I thought of one. And the thing is, whenever you hear a guy cat call you, you just need to get real with them. Just get like as real as you can with them to get them to stop. Like you're just walking, you know, you're just walking, minding your own business, and you hear him say like his thing. He's just like, "Damn, what's up, girl? What's up with that ass? Let me hit it." And you just stop, you know, just dead in your tracks. You get down. And you look back at him. Look back. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you see how weird it is in here right now? <laughs> I'd be gone the other way really quick. My name is Phil Gillis. Thank you guys. You have a good night. That's the sound when you back your ass up. I thought it was. I thought that was the back that ass up sound. Nope. Phil Gillies, everyone. Yay! All right, we're back on the regular list. Uh, your next comedian, it's you. Uh, he missed a spot, but here we are for him right now. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Sanj Noah! <laughs> Yeah, guys, I missed my spot. I actually showed up, like, on time, but then I just talked to my friend outside for a while, and he was like, yeah, I know, I know. I should not talk to Ken Suzuki, with whom I'm producing a show at the Brainwash on July 8th. It's 8 p.m. July 8th. It's called Broad City, and it's going to be amazing. All right, let's start with the jokes. Uh, I think the world is getting populated too quickly. Do you think about that? Like, the population is growing too quickly, you know, in China, they take population control really seriously. You know, they kill kids. They do. You know, it's like euthanasia for youth in Asia. It's ridiculous. You know, it's good stuff. You know, here in America, they don't take population control seriously at all. 
Like I read a statistic that said that uh, in America, every 40 seconds, a child gets abducted. There are way too many kids in America, guys. Like, there, it is ridiculous. Is it not? I feel like, I don't know. Maybe you guys are not on board with that. Not sure. Uh, I think, I used to live in the South Bay. And when I lived in the South Bay, like, I thought that the American healthcare system was, like, really good. But then I moved to San Francisco, you know? And, like, everyone here is crazy. It's ridiculous. And I don't know, like, who's more crazy. Like, is it the guy, like, the homeless dude is talking to a trash can? Or is it, like, the guy who's paying, like, 1200 a month for a triple in the tenderloin? Like, I don't know what is more ridiculous out of those two. I just don't. I don't know about you guys. Whenever I see a homeless guy, like, like making a sign or, like, doing, like, I don't know, making a sign on, like, a poster board with, like, colored markers and stuff, like, I just kind of hate him. You know, it's like, I would not give you a dollar. It's like, why should I give you a dollar? You know, like I, I'm working a full-time job, you know, you're working arts and crafts part-time. Like why, do you, why do you need my money? I don't understand how that works. Uh, you guys hear about Michael Jackson? Apparently they went, <laughs> they, <laughs> hold on. This is a new development in the story. It's like, what about Michael Jackson? Wait, what? He looks kids? What? No. There's a new development in the story. They went into his house and they found like a bunch of violent, like pornographic images of teenage boys, you know? And when I heard about that, I was like, damn, I guess his accusers were right. You know, he is gay. I don't know. Where <laughs> that? All right. All right. What do you guys want from me? Last week I had the flu, and whenever I get the flu, like I lose a lot of weight, you know, because I do sit-ups while I vomit. I don't know if anyone else relates to that. Uh, I think slut shaming is wrong. Yeah, you guys on board with that? Yeah, let's give it a round of applause for. Anti-slut shaming. I think it's wrong, you know, because sluts don't feel shame. <sighs> I wish I could end on something funny, but I don't have anything funnier than anything I've said. You ever feel, you get that feeling? Like I've said, like I've maxed out. I peaked. I don't know what, <laughs> what do you want me to say. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents told me to stay away from neighborhoods with graffiti. They said it's very dangerous to stay away from them, you know. That's how I learned to just stay away from colorful communities just for the rest of my life. Thank you guys so much. Give it back to Pam. Say it's now a colorful character, yes! All right, your last comedian of the night, he's Russian. I love Russians. I love, I love communism. I know that most people don't just, they don't, they don't think it works. And then they look at Russia and they say, you know what, communism didn't work. But when lovely human beings like this show up in America, I say, communism was doing something motherfucking right. Put your hands together right now for Gene Fell. Yay, keep it going for Pam and for communism. Speaking of communism, so Hillary Clinton. Are you guys excited? We have our... First woman nominated as the, uh, you know, I feel bad for Hillary, like, because she was like, 
she was so ready for it in 2000, right? It's like she showed up to, you know, hello, my name is Hillary Clinton. I'm here to shatter the glass ceiling. And, you know, the guy there was like, oh, yeah, right this way, Senator Clinton. Have a seat. And then, you know, then he, then he gets a call. He's like, who? Barack who? Any relation? Huh. Oh, I'm sorry, Senator Clinton. It turns out that we had someone in front of you. And uh, what does she have to do? So she goes, uh, you know, she goes back to the same old, like, be, you know, is being a really good sport about it. Works with Obama for the for the whole eight years. Comes back later. Again, she goes into that waiting room, and then the guy comes out and goes like, "Yeah, you know, it's probably gonna work out, but we may have an elderly Jew in front of you. We have to look into that." <laughs> you know, at this point, she just she must have just lost her shit. You know, she must have just gone like, "Excuse me, can I can I talk to the manager? I was here first. <laughs> I was." You know, I was preparing for it since like 1982. <laughs> I married that asshole. I pretended that the whole Lewinsky thing I got over. And now you're telling me that my fucking civics teacher is, uh, is ahead of me. Um, and you know, in a way it's, it, it's unfair to, uh, to crack jokes about Hillary like that because, you know, obviously she did put in the work to, um, to at least be nominated and Hopefully she'll get elected, because she's not Trump. Uh, but um, so, so you know, it is unfair. Uh, but guess what? You know, next time a talking snake offers you an apple, fucking think about it. Um, what else should we talk about? The last show of the, the last act of the night. Throw out a topic, somebody. Socialism. The wonderful success. Socialist. Um, it is possible to build socialism in one, you know, separate country, uh, but then everybody would need to move to another one. So <laughs> there that is. Uh, all right, next. What else do you guys have? Delicious beer. Delicious beer. Next. Uh, <laughs> um, I am a beer fan. Uh, but it's kind of a waste of money if you're not chasing it with vodka, though. <laughs> so. All right, well, I think we're going to stop here. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you guys for being here uh, on Happy Hour. Uh, big props in the back to Annette Mullaney, her first time on the board, running it like a champion. That's how we learn here at Muni. I just throw you in. Here's the deep water. You can swim. You're a smart girl. You've been to college. You've been married. You know what the fuck is up. Yeah! It's easy, right? It's analog as fuck. Uh, thanks for being here on Happy Hour. Uh, the next show is going to be Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse, the Hell Hat version. It's super fun. If you guys want to fill out any weird things, you're welcome to it. The comedians are going to come up on stage. They're going to pull something out of the Hell Hat, and then they have to work it seamlessly into their set. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, everybody who stays, if you pay five bucks, you get a pot treat, and you get to watch a great show. 
So uh, again, clap it up for Annette Mullaney, uh, for me, Pam Benjamin, for all the comedians you saw tonight on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. Join us, uh, like us on Facebook, and uh, join us on iTunes, and we'll see you guys next week. Yay! through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe it's a cash cock honey (laughs) 
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 